Rolling. Rolling. Guys, welcome back to the Surf Couch podcast. After a long, long interval, because we're busy and it was winter and there was not much to talk about, we come back with a revenge and I bring you none other than Pedro Villarinho. Hello, hello, guys. Hello. Always a pleasure to be here. As those of you who have been here with us recently know, Pedro has been an integral part of the team and is this year also one of the head coaches and in charge of all the gear. So we want so we wanted basically to catch up with him, let him tell you a bit about his story, how he ended up here. He's passed as a very famous race car driver and all of that. So that you so that next time you come you know a bit more about him. Well, guys, very quick introduction. So I'm Pedro Villarinho, for those of you who don't know me. I'm uh, 29, I was born in 94, the 94 class. Graduated myself in sports and physical education and later on I got my uh, surfing coach levels, uh, the first level, and now I'm working on the second level as well. Uh, Tomás, still not done? Still not done? Still not done, still not done. Okay, <laughs> just, but on the, way, the papers. on the way, a lot of work, a lot of surf <laughs> lessons, so good for the business, not good at personal level, but it will be done. Um, just the paperwork. Let's talk about the racing. Racing, an hobby. Okay, I've always been a fan of uh, high adrenaline sports, so always chasing the next uh, adrenaline trend, you know. And racing popped in my life when I was 16 with go-kart races. And then when I was around 19, 20, my dad kind of challenged us to go and up one step and go to the big cars. And that's how it happened. And then since then, we bought our own car and we've been doing one race here and there. So nothing too serious, but something to make us hold on to that thrill of the speed. Yeah. So but before the racing and all of that, if you decide to say sports, I imagine you've always been really into sports. Can yeah. you tell us a bit more about like what you played and what you did growing up? Yeah. So my main sport that I started uh, when I was eight years old was windsurfing. And that's what later on brought me to surfing as well. Okay, because I remember my, my windsurfing teacher, he, the first thing he said to me was like, if you want to start surfing, it's an activity that kind of complements the windsurfing component. So uh, surfing and windsurfing, they kind of go along together, I would say. And that was the first, uh, the first inspiration I got to start surfing. Yeah. And uh, connection with the ocean, well, that's pretty obvious, comes from my family. My mom was a sailor and my dad a scuba diver and so I was I was meant to be born a surfer probably <laughs> or something related with the ocean <laughs> so raised by the ocean basically exactly exactly and um, yeah I started teaching uh, six years ago so when I was 24 and so that's I, right, out of, right out of school right out of graduation and uh, I started the masters, masters but I didn't finish the masters because of uh, let's call it life life happened <laughs> and we I needed to make a choice and I chose mine um, and basically I uh, started working for uh, my first surf school was uh, Surf's Up a very known surf school also in Cascais then I worked for another little surf school in Carcavelos not so known after that I took a break from surfing and uh, went to do some stand-up paddling teaching in the Cascais Bay and uh, in the famous winter of 2019 October I got reached out by uh, one of my friends called Trezinha She used to be a surf instructor for Surf Cascais. Mm -hmm. And she said that Surf Cascais was needing instructors for the whole winter. And that's when I sent my application. And uh, it got well received. I got a really warm welcome from Beek and David. And uh, from that on, uh, the rest is history. I guess everybody knows then. And we are here. And uh, I'm happy. And I cannot ask for a better place to work than Surf Cascais for now. So it's been four years now. It's been four years. Uh, 
some of the best four years of my life when it comes to working. I've been super happy. The team is amazing. The people are amazing. Not only the staff, but the guests. Everybody has this really good vibe and good energy that kind of makes easy to do this job day by day. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that there is this great... Well, actually, two guests just said that today, like when I was checking them out, they were actually, yeah, you guys seem to all be friends and to get along really well. And that kind of like then makes everyone feel part of this bigger family why do you think that that is so like i think the keyword that you just said and everything is family i think we all see each other as a family and not so much as uh, work colleagues and i think that especially in a in a business or in an industry like surfing you really need to be friends towards your colleagues and you need to be more than just doing your job day by day and then going home no you kind of end up socializing with them having a drink caring about them for their personal life and uh, be there for them when they're down and also when they're happy as well but uh, i think mainly is that we are like a family and we look out for each other and then the, the relationship with the guests i mean i think that's easy they're on vacation and people on vacation are only they're relaxed you know they want to have a good time and so i don't think Uh, it takes a lot from us for providing that good time with people and having fun together with them because I think we're not kind of like uh, working for them but at the same time we're having fun with them we're making sure that uh, we can get into the same wavelength and uh, I mean in surfing you just you're just in love with the ocean so it's like you don't do this job just because you need money you, need, you do this job because you love what you do and when you love what you do you're basically happy every day <laughs> And do you think that, the, you said fun there, so my question is, do you think that that's the most important part of this job? I like think to... so, yeah, I think, I think you should always try to have fun here. I think the day where you stop having fun at work, especially as a surf instructor, I think that's the day where you need to come out of it and maybe just try something different, maybe do a gap year or try to find yourself again, you know, because I think in this job you really need to be having fun to also make yourself smile, to make other people smile, and for you to, at the end of the day, feel well with yourself and feel that you're accomplished what you want to accomplish, you know? And I think that's, um, that's, that's really, really important to have fun, I think, yeah. So the other thing I think that's very rela related to the fun we have here is that um, it's easy to just think of surf lessons, surf lessons as being fun, and then you can very easily look overlook the technical aspect and I think that one of the things we've been trying to do and I successfully so at least for 10 years which is how long I've been working here on and off is to make sure that the way towards fun is by learning better why do you think like what is it that why is it why is it that it's so important for people to feel like they're progressing and and learning so I think Uh, each and every one of us, every time we go in the water to surf, we want to be better than the last time we were there. And I think, uh, the, and this is not even in surfing, but in general, in all sports, when you start getting better in a sport, you also start having this feeling of power and uh, self-accomplishment that like basically you're overcoming some of the obstacles that for you probably you thought in your mind that they were hard. But after some time, you start understanding how to overcome them and how to be better. And that gives you that feeling that like, yes, maybe I can be invincible. <laughs> maybe I can be, for example, like a superhero. Yeah? I think everybody, when they're young, they, some of them wish or they want to be superheroes. And I think sometimes the feeling of we're progressing in surfing. And for example, we're going from white water to green waves and then 
from the smaller green waves to the bigger green waves already surfing sideways with the wave uh, trying that cheeky turn sometimes that it's like in our mind it's a huge turn visually might not be the biggest turn but in our mind we did like ah oh, this amazing turn so these these little things that uh, we kind of overcome and we uh, uh, get satisfied with i think they they kind of make you feel really good with yourself and also in a certain way make you make you feel useful you know make you feel like you're doing something you're just not living the life on this planet stopping by checking the roses no you're actually doing something for yourself that uh, makes you feel that uh, you're achieving something and what do you think is the key to make people feel that like what is it that so, you try to do and that we as a team also try to do so that people can get to that point where they're progressing? Uh, for me, the main thing is not to give up on people and have patience and tolerance. I think it's really important. You know, each person has their own uh, window of development. Each person takes their own time to develop. Some do it faster, some do it a little bit slower. But at the end of the day, we cannot give up on that person. Okay, some of the things that I see sometimes in uh, people that I'm teaching is like, I've been there also. I know what they're feeling right now. I know the frustration. And I say this because I, I learned surfing by myself. I didn't have any surf instructor. I think if I would have a surf instructor there, my experience would have been twice better. It was good still, but it would have been twice better. And maybe some of the things I would take less time to do it, but not giving up on the person and trying to find also alternative solutions because different people, they can have different solutions sometimes. I think that's, that's really, really important. One of the things that I also would add to that is feedback. Yeah. Like the way, and this is something I think you're really good at, so I'll ask you directly. It's really, in the beginning, it's really hard to tailor the feedback to the right person. You need to understand who likes it hard. For example, some, to some people you have to be blunt. Yeah. To some people you have to introduce things slowly. Do you have any specific ways? I mean, obviously for identifying just a personal feel, but do you have any specific strategies for feedback that you think work particularly yeah. uh, well with different I, kinds of people? For me, the, the feedback that works better is the one that's done in the moment and it's precise and short. I think you should not try to put a lot of information on the people's head because uh, it's one thing to be on the sand practicing pop-ups and people are waving with their heads saying like, yes, I understood everything. But the moment they, moment they go in the water, they're like, everything becomes a chaos. Yeah. So I think the feedback should always try to be the shortest possible and uh, the most direct possible to the, to the, to the uh, mistake or to the, the thing you're trying to correct on the person. Yes. And uh, normally, if it's when it comes to beginners, I try to go for the basic stuff, like the, 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 the feet side with a wide stance. Uh, I try to take away also the, the paddling and the choosing away, away from them because that's just a lot of uh, variables from them to think about. It's like, which waves are, are the goods? Like, which way should I go on the wave? When do I stand up? When do I start paddling? So I think that's a lot of information. So I, say, I rather say like this, okay, look, you worry about the standing up. I'll choose the wave, I'll push you on it. We're just gonna focus right now on the basic stuff, okay? Which is your pop-up. After they start getting consistency and they start catching more waves and standing up a lot better and more times, then I start talking about the reading the ocean, which in theory, I think it's harder than the technique. Technique is surfing. Yeah, yeah, sure. it's, it's something that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to discuss. It's easy to see on other surfers. Reading the ocean, that's the hard part because the ocean is always changing and the conditions change from one time to another. And every day they, they're always changing. The wind, the swell, the tide, everything is changing all the time. So I think that's the process that takes more time. But uh, when it comes to the feedback, yes, 
I always try to in the moment so they don't forget. Yeah. Yeah, agree. Um, also, another thing that I think a lot of people often I imagine feel like we're kind of almost anal about the fundamentals here, but just the way you just described it in small steps, like first get this right. Once you get this right, another window of opportunity comes, and then you get that one. How important is it to get good fundamentals? Like as a sports person that has done a lot of different things, can you talk us a bit to that? So I think the basics, the basics should always be there. The, the fundamentals are like, you cannot, it's, it's basically a little bit of architecture. You cannot build a building over fragile uh, basis. You need to have a strong basis so you can then progress to other stages of the building. And I think for surfing, it's the same thing like any other sport. Okay, so we need to practice well the pop-up, we need to practice well the paddling, we need to practice all well those stuffs. So by the time we really need to do the hard part, which is like I said, the reading the ocean, we don't even think about the basics anymore because they're already automatic in our body and in our brains. For example, the thing of the looking down, it's something that takes a lot of time, but it's something that a surfer like me or maybe like you already don't even think about. When was the last time you probably look at your feet on your pop-up, right? I can't years remember. It's years. been years and years, you know, because there you go, because it's already so automatic in us and we already done it a million times that uh, our main worry and concern goes to the wave. What I want to do on this wave, already anticipating any turn or any section of the wave I want to hit. So I think the basics of the basics, they should be there. They should be strong. They should be consistent. They can be adapted to the type of person you are. And I can, for example, bring another legend of Surf Kashkash to this, Bika. Okay, so Bika is a, Bika and me have very different pop-ups. While I do a pop-up with a jump very fast, Bika is doing a pop-up on the three steps that we teach at Surf Kashkash, but catching exactly the same ways as me. So we have two different pop-ups where the end result is the same. Yeah. Okay, uh, of course, uh, then, there's, yeah. Then there's different skills, of course, there's different ways of reading the wave. But at the end of the day, either me or Bika, we already know how to, to stand up in the way we want to and to the way that's more comfortable with us without even thinking, overthinking about it. Okay. Cool. So shifting gears a little bit and getting away from the surf lessons. Yes. What, is it, what is your favorite thing about working here at Surf Cash? My favorite thing in working here about Surf Kashkaj? Uh, that's, that's a hard question. I have so many favorite things about here working at Surf Kashkaj. Now, I think, I think this is, uh, again, and I'm repeating myself, but I think this is a really, really good environment to work due to the people that work here and uh, also to the guests, of course, but the, the, the people that work here, uh, although there's the fun part of it, it's really professional people. And it's, it's people that... Um, they, they, really, they really, really work as a family. I had lots of times where I was like frustrated, some like some stress weeks and everything. And uh, Bika, David, even yourself, you know, you were like some of the pillars of my life where not only I was like learn about work, but I got a life lesson. Like the, some episodes here, they changed not only the way I work, but changed who I am and some decisions that I take in life. Now I always remember like, oh, what Bika told me or what Tomas told me. So I would say that my favorite thing is here is that I not only learn how to work um, in a company and together with other people, but I work also want to work on myself as a person. 
and that also for my future I think it's really really important and it just helps with my, my, my growth also. I think it's kind of hard to finish on a better note. Yeah, yeah it's been short it's but good. sweet. It was really philosophical, this part, <laughs> of it, but it's the truth. If you it. come, if you come to Serpkishkaz, you you can have these conversations in the van yeah. Yeah. or in between some reggaeton. Um, exactly. We're not going to discuss Pedro's dance moves here yeah. on the podcast. We especially, need. especially on the barbecue with a few glasses of alcohol. On. Uh, on us already <laughs> philosophical questions will start popping out and for sure yeah but that's a bonus for people who yeah. come we're not yeah, going to spill the beans on the exactly <laughs> on the let's not the uh, spoil all surprises exactly Pedro <laughs> thank you for doing this thank you so it's much. always a pleasure talking to always you always a pleasure also um, and yeah let's let's go back to work let's go surfing <laughs> exactly <laughs>